This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, April 18th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Are there losers from globalization? And if there are, would it be a good idea to pay them so that the benefits of globalization can proceed and be realized more broadly? Don Boudreau is author of the new Greenwood Guide, Globalization. He's the chair of the Department of Economics at George Mason University and is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. Defenders of globalization, that is expanded trade, global integration, makes me cringe a little bit because I feel like when we talk about the losers from globalization, and at very least in the short term, there are clear losers from globalization, they seem to wave off a lot of those, those losses or the, the costs that, are, that those people absorb. Um, I, I know what you're saying, but I think the better description is, uh, if you're going to call them losers, losers from economic change and economic dynamism. There's nothing unique about globalization in its capacity to uh, displace certain workers, to eliminate certain the need for certain jobs, uh, to reduce profits in certain industries. Anytime consumers change their spending patterns, the, the industries from which consumers uh, take their spending uh, will suffer, and workers in those industries will suffer, shareholders in those firms will suffer, and the firms that gain, uh, or, and workers that gain are the workers and firms to whom consumers shift their spending. Once again, there's nothing at all unique economically about international trade as a source of such um, uh, dislocations. Uh, what is unique about globalization, of course, is that it's, it's, it's easier politically, and indeed attractive politically, to highlight um, uh, foreigners as a as a, a supposed unique source of economic distress, and there is nothing economically unique about it at all. The the example I often give is uh, uh, the the Salk Sabin vaccine for polio that came out in 1954. Uh, everyone r- rightly regards this as a wonderful development, but then think of all the people it displaced. They were losers from it. You know, people who made iron lung machines and wheelchairs and crutches and special nurses and doctors and hospitals for polio victims. These people were all displaced. Do we call them losers? In a, you know, I, you, the, the defin, you can define the terms so that it applies. Yes, they lost because of the polio vaccine. But being a member of a larger free society, surely in, in a larger capacity, they're winners. And and that's why I, I think the appropriate perspective is not a short-run perspective, but a longer-run perspective. Uh, if precisely because we in America are part of a dy- an economy that's largely dynamic, free, largely free trade—not completely, of course, but but largely—and getting freer, thank goodness. Because we're part of this dynamic free economy, that's. The reason that our wages are so high and our living standards are so high and growing, and it's it's uh, it's really against the rules. It's it's cheating for any one person or group of people to say, "Look, I I, I want to be part of this dynamic, entrepreneurial, consumer-driven economy, uh, uh, but I don't want I don't want to have any of the potential downsides of it. I want all the upsides, but none of the downsides." Well, if you're going to be part of this enterprise, uh, you, you have to have the upsides and the downsides. Keep in mind, a- any one of us can choose to, to shield ourselves from dynamic market forces. We can go live in Montana, uh, you know, in, in a shack, you can find land in Georgia, Alabama, anywhere almost. You know, 
just live in a shack and just be completely self-sufficient. We can all do that. The reason people don't choose to do that, of course, is because if you choose to do that, you become incredibly poor and miserable. And so we, most people make the decision, I want to be part of this dynamic uh, uh, economy, uh, dynamic global economy. Uh, and when you make that decision, you are deciding to play by the rules of that economy, and that is to accept the change that is inevitably part of it. So do we call people who lose jobs because of expanded foreign trade, changes in the pattern of foreign trade, changes in the pattern of technology, technological advances, do we call these people losers? I, I understand what you mean. You, you, you can, in a way. It, it certainly is foolish to deny that there are these kind, that, that, that people do lose jobs because of changes in the pattern of foreign trade. But I don't, I don't like to call them losers. I like, I, I, I'm not sure what term I would apply to them, but to call them losers implies that, that somehow, you know, that they are permanently left on the sidelines and, and have never really benefited by the kind of economy that we have. And that's just, that's just not true. Public opinion regarding globalization and free trade has never been great. Mm -hmm. Matt Slaughter, a trade economist who is pro-globalization. He's a very good economist, yes. And has argued for something of a new deal for globalization, that is to keep things moving apace, that mm -hmm. is to keep things <clears throat> from, from slowing down and stopping. We should take some of the benefits of globalization and pay those who have been displaced. I'm not sure what's going on in Matt's mind, uh, and, I, and I, I'm not sure I even disagree with the proposal as a political strategic matter. Um, as an economic matter, I disagree with it. As a political matter, uh, it may have some merit. If it is the case that fears of expanded trade, however valid or invalid they might be, but if it's the case that those fears will block further efforts to expand trade, uh, then perhaps the price to pay in order to uh, eliminate or at least reduce those potential barriers to trade, uh, maybe, maybe having these kinds of programs that Matt Slaughter proposes is an appropriate uh, and worthwhile price to pay. That, that very well may be. You know, we could. I, I wish we lived in a world in which politics was not so so irrational and influential. But that's the, this is the world we live in, and maybe paying that price is worthwhile. But as I said before, uh, if if we if or as I implied before, if we compensate someone, if we have programs to compensate people who lose their jobs because of changes in international trade patterns, why not have programs to compensate people who lose their jobs because of changes in inter, of intranational or completely domestic trade patterns, changes in technology? And so one danger I see by going that, down that path politically is people will, in, in fact, repeat what I just said. Say, well, you're helping these workers, why not help these workers? And then suddenly every worker has what is, in fact, a de facto right to a certain kind of income or certain job. It's, it's, not, it's not a long step to that position. And that would be catastrophic. Don Boudreau is author of the new Greenwood Guide, Globalization. He's the chair of the Department of Economics at George Mason University and is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. You can read more on globalization and its implications at cato.org.